This is the Mind Fitness Method Podcast, a podcast focusing on the most important factor for sustainable weight loss and fitness, the mental game. With me, Dr. Eric Aiken, a board-certified neurosurgeon. Okay, and welcome to the next episode of the Mind Fitness Method Podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to present to you the single most important way, the single most effective way to stop late night snacking. And there's a lot of stuff out there on the internet about how to stop late night snacking. A lot of advice and a lot of it's good, but there is one way that stands out among the others that is the most effective way. And you can try all the other stuff and many of these things will help, but there's one thing you can do that will certainly help. But before we get into that, let's... I want to introduce my guest this evening. I have a very special guest on the podcast. She is a very accomplished woman, very kind and generous and beautiful. She is my wife. Her name is Sarah, Sarah Aiken. As of May 31st, she is now Sarah Aiken. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm already blowing it. May 28th. I've got to get this date in my head or I'm going to be in the in the poo house. May 28th, 2021 is the date of our marriage. That is our anniversary. Not the 31st. Is there even a May 31st? I don't know. Anyway, that ought to make it easier to remember if there isn't. But anyhow, Sarah and I have been dating for a long time, about 11 years. I was sort of on the Gene Simmons plan. Uh, I was going to date her for about 20 years and then marry her when <laughs> when the coast was clear. But, um, you know, things happen. She she won me over. What can I say? So, say hello, Sarah. Hello. So, she's a little bashful. Don't worry, though. That won't last, I'm sure. But um, in this episode... I'm going to talk, talk to you about late night snacking, what you can do about it. And one thing to know that's interesting, 71% of adults regularly eat late night, 71%. So this is not a rare thing. You're in good company if you do struggle with late night snacking. And um, in this case, late night was defined as after 9 p.m. So... If you are someone who tends to do that, then this is definitely for you. And there's several reasons why uh, we may be susceptible to eating at late night. One is that they've noticed in, in a study that was done that there is less elevation of nighttime melatonin and leptin in those who are more susceptible to eating at night. Uh, melatonin is what signals us to get sleepy and go to bed and leptin one of its effects. And I'm going to qualify this because not leptin is not completely understood yet, but one of the things we think it does is it helps to signal that you are satisfied, that you're no longer hungry. And it may be a little bit more complex than that, uh, based on some things that, that I've read, but let's just suffice it to say that those who tend to eat more at nighttime at late night don't have a rise in their leptin levels at night. Another reason 
why many people are eating late is because they, because of modern living, you know, the, we've transitioned from rural living, rural living to urban living, many of us. And so there are a lot of, there's a lot of upsides to that, but there's a lot of downsides. One of those is artificial light as opposed to authentic light from the sun, uh, getting night light at nighttime, uh, makes us more active at nighttime. It keeps our brains awake. And so we tend to stay awake and be active. Also, many of us are working from home now. A lot of my clients work from home and many of them like to work at night at home. And so, in fact, I have a client that eats to stay awake at night. Uh, really that, that was a pattern that she had. Uh, that we had to work on in order to help solve the problem that, was, uh, that, that ended up actually being a key problem that once solved uh, is going to be uh, a key for her to, to have long-term success with weight loss. Another reason, and this one is something new to me, I, uh, it, our circadian rhythms are involved in disruptions of our circadian rhythms. And, you know, with working at home these days and and just the way that we live our lives, disrupting your circadian rhythms uh, will make you hungrier at nighttime. Uh, they've noticed that uh, it can cause you know problems, particularly after eight o'clock. We just start to get more hungry at that time. We're least hungry in the morning, and we are most hungry at night. Often, the most hungry late night. There's other causes, strict dieting during the day. If you are severely restricting your, your intake during the day, that might actually, uh, you know, as the day goes on, you get more tired, your willpower goes down. And if you've been depriving yourself, well, then you're going to probably overshoot at nighttime. You'll overdo it. Skipping meals is also a part of that. And that's a bad strategy. They've, there's a, something called the National Weight Loss Registry. Everyone that's in it has been able to, in order to be in this registry, you have to have been able to lose with 10 pounds and keep it off for at least a year. Many of these people now have, had, have kept the weight off for multiple years, some of them over a decade. And they looked at common denominators in these people in the registry. And one of those common denominators is that they do not skip meals, in particularly breakfast. Uh, they were breakfast eaters by and large. So skip not skipping meals can definitely probably help you to not eat so much at night. Emotions are another source of hunger at night or eating late night. Stress. Stress drives up your cortisol. Cortisol, the stress hormone, makes you crave high sugar, high fat foods. Um... Also, eating can, you know, when you eat those nice, high-calorie, savory foods, it puts out endorphins, it puts out dopamine, and so those things tend to soothe our stress. Loneliness and boredom, also things that we try to treat by eating. So, how to deal with the late-night eating, and what is the single most effective way to do that? First, let me tell you some of my tech tactics before I get to the big one. One is at dinner time, 
We've already mentioned one. Don't skip meals. Just try to hit all the meals of the day. And uh, for breakfast, I tend not to be very hungry myself. And especially if I exercise in the morning, I won't be very hungry. I tend to have a cup of coffee and then I will do a workout. And then uh, when I'm really on my game, uh, I'll, I'll have the coffee. I'll do the exercise and coffee itself. Caffeine in the coffee is an appetite suppressant. So I'm not very hungry for a bit, but I will eat a sort of mid morning meal. And for me, that's usually a protein shake. And, uh, so don't skip the meals. Next is at dinner time. I think it's probably better to have a bigger dinner at, at, at dinner time. If you are someone who is prone to eating late night and in that dinner, it should consist of high fat or higher fat and high protein. And the carbohydrates that you eat in that meal should be slow carbs. By slow carbs, I mean things like beans, sweet potatoes, whole fruits, brown rice, quinoa, or as Sarah likes to call it, quinoa. <laughs> quinoa. Anyway... Uh, those things, things with a low glycemic index, you can look it up on the internet, low glycemic index carbohydrates. And those are the kind of carbohydrates that you want, because what you don't want to happen is for a lot of sugar to enter your bloodstream very quickly, which causes your sugar to go up and then your insulin shoots up and then your sugar levels shoot right back down and tend to go lower than normal a little bit because of the insulin surge. And then suddenly you feel hungry all over again, even though you have just gotten plenty of nutrients, you'll feel hungry again because your blood sugar is low. So slow carbs don't produce that high insulin surge that makes you feel hungry all over again. So soon. Another thing that I do is I try to load up on fiber. Fiber takes up space in your stomach it draws water in and expands your gut your your stomach and those sensors that are in your stomach that's that the stretch sensors they tell your brain your stomach is full and they will help you to feel not so hungry and again go with high fiber foods uh some of the things high in fiber beans are high in fiber uh, sweet potatoes have a modest amount. Spinach is high fiber. If you're going to have a salad, have a spinach salad. Lettuce has virtually no fiber in it. But spinach, on the other hand, is quite high in fiber. I, I'm i going to advise you, and this is based on a recent book that I read called Eat, Drink, and Be Healthy. Uh, it's written by, uh, I believe he was the head of the Department of Nutrition at Harvard, and uh, he guarded against what he calls fake fiber. And fake fibers, I, I'm presuming to be things like Benefiber, the type of fiber that's in Benefiber and similar supplements is he doesn't consider to be real fiber. It doesn't really produce the same effects as the fiber that you find naturally in spinach and beans and other high fiber foods. Um, so one of the one of my favorite um, 
treats that I like to have if I want something sweet is figs because figs have quite a bit of fiber in them and but they're still sweet and so it kind of acts as a slow uh, a slow carb another thing that fiber does is it binds up the sugar that you do eat in your gut and you never end up absorbing that sugar it drags it out uh, through the system and you poop it out you don't end up absorbing all of that sugar and so another added benefit of fiber and so the big one though what is the best way in order to stop late night uh, eating it's to go to bed <laughs> go on to sleep at a regular time if you go and I have found that in my life when I have been and I'm, I'm admittedly a night owl kind of person it's you know, started in childhood. My father was a night owl and I've been a night owl most of my life, but I have times now that I'm much better about it. And, uh, I've been able to consistently go to bed at a regular time. It, and when I find that I do this, then I am not eating as much. I'm not as hungry during the day. There's multiple reasons for this, but one thing that you're doing, if you go to bed at a good, you know, good hour, nine o'clock, nine thirty, and for some of you, it's ten o'clock. Uh, maybe you don't get that hungry until you stay up until after ten. So if you're getting to bed before you get hungry, number one, you headed off eating late night. You you aborted it because you went on to sleep. But the second thing that you're doing, we were talking about circadian rhythms before, and you're if you're rigid about your bedtime and you're getting up time, then you will even out those circadian rhythms and you will maximize the output of those hormones eventually by being very regular with that. If you can, if you have a job that allows that. And then another effect of that is that whenever you don't go to bed on time, if you go, if you stay up late and you lose sleep, then it induces a temporary insulin resistance in your body, your cortisol goes up. It makes you crave those high fat. It's like being under stress and it makes you crave high fat, high sugar foods. And so going to bed on time, getting enough sleep on a regular basis will stop that. You won't crave those things nearly so much if you go to bed at a good hour every, every night. So that is the single most effective way that you can stop the late night eating. It's very common sense. Go to sleep before you can eat it, and it will also stop the cravings. It has so many benefits. It has many other health benefits, by the way. Uh, people who are co consistently sleep deprived. If you are, I blame not Netflix for this, really. I mean, the ability to watch unlimited entertainment has kept us all up, and uh, the entertainment, a lot of it not so good, but it still it's there. And so we can just, and we can pick and choose and fast forward through it. And all this now, it's not like old in the old days in TV. Uh, you, it is quite addictive. And so it is keeping us up. But if you can get out of that, uh, then you have headed off a lot of your problems. People who stay up too late have multiple different health problems, more mental disorders, more uh, heart problems, and uh, they also tend to get overweight. So that is it right there. 
Now, a few other things I want to add to this. If you know you're going to blow it, if you're if you're going to eat something, a late night snack, something after 9 p.m., here's a few here's a few tactics that you can take. Number one, go for slow carbs, things like beans, and I don't mean like baked beans, <laughs> stuff with a lot of sugar in it. You want slow carbs, so pintos and and uh, navy beans and uh, great northern beans, those sort of things. Sweet potatoes, whole fruits. In in general, look at the list again on the glycemic index of fruits. Not all fruits are the same in terms of their glycemic index. So you want fruits that are a lower glycemic index. Apples tend to be lower glycemic index. Um, uh, pears, uh, kiwi fruit, others. And like I said, figs. I like figs. They're not terrible. Nuts and nut butters are okay for a late night snack. Um, you got to watch it with how much you take in. There's a lot of fat there, a lot of calories, but uh, they are satisfying. The fat will actually make you feel satisfied. Fat and protein are the two macronutrients that will stave off your hunger the best. Carbohydrates are terrible at satisfying hunger. Um, they're great at giving you the, the dopamine surge, but if you're talking about just simply staying not hungry, uh, carbohydrates in general are a bad option. Uh, protein is the best option to satisfy hunger and uh, fats are uh, second best. So make sure that whatever peanut butters or whatever nut butters that you choose, uh, that they are natural, that they have no sugar added. Uh, if this isn't something you've been doing, I'll adopt it. Uh, Smucker's is my favorite peanut butter. The Smucker's natural. Uh, it's just nuts and that's it. Uh, maybe a little salt. And um, uh, they have the crunchy version and the smooth. And there's a little work to it. You have to mix it up and get the oil mixed into it well, but it's worth it. Uh, in, the reason that the regular peanut butters are the consistency they are, like uh, they don't, you know, they don't, the oil doesn't rise to the top in those is because it's been drained off and they've, they've supplanted it with palm oil, which is like a heart toxic oil. It's terrible. It's poison. So don't, use the regular peanut butter. It's it's not good. Plus, it's got tons of sugar in it. So next thing you can use is vegetable trays. You know, the ones that you get, the variety pack. You go for non-starchy vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, mushrooms, peppers, those things. Again, they have quite a bit of fiber in them and they can stretch out the stomach and make you feel satisfied. So, and one last thing is stoppers, something they call stoppers. Things that make us kind of stop and not go straight to eating. Now, these happen to be things that you do consume. So one of them is tea, a non-caffeinated tea. You have to sip tea. You have to go slow with it and because it's hot. So you make a non-caffeinated tea and make a mint tea. Things with mint, mint is a bit of it, has a sort of an appetite suppressing effect to it so mint tea that's non-caffeinated slows you down will prevent you from eating or a sugarless mint gum uh chew on that and see if that helps you there is no apart from going to sleep at a good time every night 
at a, at a good hour. Apart from that, all of these other tactics may or may not help you. Uh, experiment with them. But if something doesn't work, don't get discouraged. But definitely do the bedtime thing. If you can at all do that. And that's one of the things we teach in the Evolve program about sleep hygiene and how to get yourself into bed regularly every night. We do training on that. Uh, the Evolve program is my flagship program. It is a 12-week program. There are a couple of versions that are that exist to this now. There is a class-type program, where, uh, which is what most of our clients are doing now, uh, our new enrollees. And uh, you get access to the video course. It's 33 videos, I believe, over three and a half hours of content on the mental skills for long-term weight loss and fitness. Uh, this includes no-fail goals, a my advanced proprietary system for goal setting, and also automatic motivation. That's how to sort of get yourself going whenever you have those bad days or you're lacking motivation. This is our system for keeping that going enough to keep you in the in the fight. And then there is radical reframe. This is how to make the process of doing what you need to do every day with your eating and with your exercise, a part of you, just who you are and not something that feels like a chore or a grind, but something that you can actually enjoy. If you want to know more, you can go to www.ericakinmd.com. That's www.ericakinmd.com and find out more about the Evolve program. Uh, on there, you can register uh, if you click the right links for uh, a free masterclass uh, where I will teach you about these three pillars of long-term weight loss. So until the next time, remember it is your brain that maintains the change.